What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to On the Hill. We are back for another week. Um, this one has been tough for us to get down and, or to sit down and record and all be together at the same time, but we have found the time to do it here just a little bit later than normal. Um, but after this holiday weekend, happy Memorial Day to everybody. A little late, but you know you can never be um, too thankful for for all the veterans that have uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice. And we here at On the Hill are. Uh, are eternally grateful for that and uh, we extend our gratitude to those families and those soldiers so thank you for that um hope everybody had a great memorial day boys how are we doing we're here better late than never but we're here we're jazzed yeah shout out the troops love the troops happy memorial day hope everyone had a good weekend and a lot happened while we were gone so uh you know let's get into it yeah it's good to be back after a long weekend um if anybody knows, I love America just about as much as the next guy. Um, so, you know, great weekend celebrating our troops. My brother's in the Navy himself. Uh, so kind of means a little more to me this year since this is his first Memorial Day as a, as a member of the U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, but, you know, we're jazzed. We're riled up, ready to be back, ready to talk some sports. Uh, we got a lot to discuss, so let's just get on into it. I, this is going to be a rapid fire episode. I mean, I, sw- I swear we say that every time, but we're going to be rapid firing. But shout out Garrett. Yeah. Um, love, love to hear that. So it was a good weekend. Um, but anyways, let's start as we always do with the Hill Rundown. Um, Clemson sports overall are, are are pretty much done, except for our boy Colin and track. Um, and he'll, he'll give us a little bit there in a minute. But Clemson baseball will start off with um, not the ACC tournament they wanted, but they finished on a high note. Um, beating Georgia Tech in their last game after losing to Louisville early, earlier in the in the week in the tournament first round, um, went on to beat Georgia Tech in, in what was technically a meaningless game, um, but still good in in the season with a win. So you'd like to see that. Um, Clemson softball we talked about their tough draw having to go to Alabama, um, beat Troy two out of two times and lost to Alabama two out of two times. So they did not advance. Um, but, you know, great overall full, like first full season from them, um, 42 and six regular season, AC regular champs, or gave up one run in the AC tournament and did not win the championship there and had a tough draw going to Alabama, but still put up a good fight. Love to see that from them and a very young team that will definitely be improving. Uh, Going to be fun to watch these next coming years. Um, obviously, the recruiting dead period is over. And I'm going to throw it to Jack here in just a second. But before we get there, boys, we got to talk about DK, Darion Kendrick. He is officially a member of the Georgia Bulldogs. After stepping away from the team earlier this year in January and then getting arrested a few weeks later, he is now going to be a Georgia Bulldog um, and prepare them for our offense. How we feel about that? Kirby, um, Kirby must have brought out the McDonald's bags. That's all, that's all I can say because uh... – and Georgia's coming transfer you. They got Eric Gilbert today, too. Yes, they did. Uh, secondary pieces. They got a guy from Alabama, a guy from West Virginia. But, I mean, I mean, hey, DK's the enemy now. I mean, we, I, I love him, love, want the best for him. But, you know, we were, come uh, come this fall, we're lined up against him. He's the enemy. What can I say? Yeah, uh, not going to be quite frank. It's a bit concerning. Georgia's defense is already stout enough as it is. It always has been. Uh, but really, last year, they were the best part of that team. They were really sound. Um, and so they're just adding depth. A potential starter, depending how well he does in fall camp. So, you know, 
that's going to put a lot of pressure on us to really go out and perform week one. Yeah, Con, make a good point. Uh, it feels like, and you too, Jack, it feels like, uh, it just feels like that Kirby has to be doing something down there because they are getting everybody. They are getting everybody, it feels like. I don't know. Um, I'm more scared. I'm more scared of the Eric Gilbert pickup because him and Darnell Washington, those two tight ends, I mean, they're, they're massive human beings. And I'm worried about us in our matchup mainly because we don't really have many good guys that can cover those guys or guys that have experience to cover big targets like that. So that could eat us up a little bit. And, you know, DK is obviously a pretty good corner. I mean, he's could probably going to be matched up with Justin Ross the whole game, but Justin Ross is healthy. Hope he is. From what I've heard, he is. But uh, Just put put a Joe Ojo out there. He doesn't have any film on a Joe Ojo. Hey, yeah, Joe Ojo's raw, too. So, important to know, though. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, Before we get into this uh, – yeah, before we go to recruiting, hang on. Before I want, we get I want to into talk about this, one more thing. I want to talk about one more uh, thing. Hang on, you stop. Just a second. Just a s- go ahead. Yeah, that's right. I win. I win that. Sit match. down, boy. Um, anyway, I guess I'll lead the segue into. Shut recruiting. up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Turk Pettit, NCAA Men's Golf Individual Champion. Great name. Great golfer name. What is Turk- that? Not a great name. Great way to finish out the season. Um, the team did not advance in the NCAA tournament, but, you know, always good to have an individual player. Turk played great. He was great all year. So good for him. Good for the team. Great way for head coach Larry Penley to go out. Um, so shout out Clemson Golf. We're definitely a golf school. All right, Colin, let's hear what you had to say. All right. So our little segue into uh, uh, recruiting, you know, the NCAA announced, well, they announced the teams a little earlier than they announced to the public, apparently, I found out today, uh, because their big announcement came today that the dead period is finally over. They're allowed to have kids back on campus. Coaches are allowed to go to camp. You know, the whole jazz, back to normal recruiting. And a few hours after I saw that um, notification, I see a group of Clemson football recruits walking down the side of the road. So, you know, that's kind of exciting to see. We're getting a little buzz back on campus, getting the recruits back in. That's a huge tool. And it really is a huge tool to flipping guys and really getting them to solidify wanting to be here just because they can get in the environment. They can see how it really goes. Um, so, you know, super excited there. We'll see Jack give us a little rundown. People talk about that all the time, Colin, about how they would have never come to Clemson before they got here. It's once they get here, they see just everything here in, in the university and it really flips them. So you're completely right about that. All right. Sorry to interrupt Jack. Go ahead. Yeah. Huge defensive day basically offered almost the top player at each position on defense. Uh, but uh, we got Labias Overton, the number yep. one overall player in the class. Defensive. I love that name. I love that name. Labias. I mean, he's a tank. He's a very, very large man. And uh, then we got uh, we got five-star corner Tony Mitchell. He's the number one overall corner in the class. We all know we need some DBs. Uh, five-star safety uh, Sonny Styles. He's the number one safety in the class. Gave through him an offer today. Uh, we got Drake Bowen, the number one linebacker, offered as well. And Anthony Hill Jr., the number one edge defender. So that was throwing his hat everywhere. Oh, and one more, my favorite, our boy Young Concrete, Mateo Ui Agalele, got up yeah. for today as well. That was pretty good. That was and pretty good. I like that pronunciation you just got there. I think it was pretty Mateo close. Mateo Ui Agalele? I thought, was, it, was, I I thought it had like an Ui Ungalele. I don't it's know. It's Ui Ungalele. Well, is this your – 
Concrete, and that's just awesome. I'm, I'm going to call him Young Concrete. Young Concrete, that's a name. That's a nickname. But, I mean, lots of defensive players offered today. Apparently, tomorrow we're supposed to get a lot of offensive players offered. And this, we're starting the campaign, boys. The quest for Arch Manning begins today. Or, well, tomorrow. Bring him in. Bring him in, baby. You want Arch. Get, you want get him Arch. here. Get him here. I mean, he, according to him, his recruitment is wide open. So Exactly. I mean, he's not going to go to – Sit down. Well, he's not going to go to Tennessee. Well, I mean, why would he? That's just a terrible life decision right there. So, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully with all these big offers, uh, we can really, really stick a lot of these guys. Um, because I'm not going to hide it. I've felt Clemson, Clemson football recruiting in the past two, three years has been overall flat. Yeah, we get two or three or four big name guys, but for the most part, it's just kind of been flat. So hopefully, we can rake in a lot of these. That's so true, big Colin. name players. It's like it's like we always mask it up with like a big quarterback coming in. I don't know. It just feels like that. It feels we'll like we'll get like a top five recruit, and then the rest of the class will just kind of be in. Yeah, especially on the defensive side. I mean, we got Brian Bercy and Miles Murphy, and those guys kind of headline there. But like other than that, and DJ, it feels like it's been kind of flat. I I mean, I know we've got some great players. I'm forgetting them all over the board, but still, it just feels kind of flat, especially in the headlines, you know. But um, hopefully, we can see some positives. I know it's just offers, but that was only the top player position. We also offered several other players in the top 10, top top 100, top 500 overalls. We're, we're really casting a big net on day one, which I think is good. Yeah, it's very good. Hopefully, hopefully you know, we can reel some of these guys in. Yeah, I think uh, Dabo, not necessarily because of last year's playoff game, but I think he he sees the need to not, not necessarily rebuild, just reload. It's it's time to get in that phase again, losing Trevor and Travis, and well, you know, especially players. on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, exactly. I think if you if you look at a lot of the ages of these coaches' sons that have that have been on the team, uh, a lot of them are aging out, graduating, going on to bigger and better things. <laughs> so, so you're that, saying we have more spots on the team now? <laughs> that opens a lot of roster <laughs> spots. About twenty five, if my math is correct. So, you know, we got a lot more open space, a lot more free real estate. I see if I see Tyler Venables on the field in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium, I don't I'm gonna have an aneurysm. I might go down, I'm gonna go down there and I'll throw a water bottle at him. I'll do it. I'll do the kind <laughs> don't of, get into that yet. Don't get into that yet. We'll don't get into that later, but <laughs> geez. But hopefully, hopefully all right, we get some young guys in. Uh hopefully some some uh, defensive players we got now. We could have, get the game. I, I like where we're going. I like where we're I going. I have a question. Like I have a question. Are we recruiting a holder, a placeholder, or or do we still have Clay to get through school? Clay's oh, is Clay is Clay 2023? Uh, we might be able to get him. Okay, so we're good. So we're good on that front. Yeah, right yeah. Holder oh. slash somehow gets the ball in important parts of the game. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> long uh, throw a little quick slant to him. <laughs> the the Artavis Scott play that became famous when he ran it against South Carolina, the jet sweep pitch. The, just to get uh, Will Sweeney some catches late in the game. Yeah. You know. um, all right, Colin, wrap us up on this Hill rundown that's been a little extended compared to recent weeks with some track and field talk. Yeah, so a uh, huge – it's so nice to be in this part of the season to say it, a huge week for Clemson Field because the quarterfinal – or, well, it's the quarterfinal. It's the regionals, which is basically the semifinals, or the prelim- – if you know track and field, you have a, a preliminary and then you have a final round. Um, so the preliminary round was this weekend. You had the East and West Regional, and Clemson went off. We're sending 11 individual athletes to compete in their individual uh, sports. And then we're also sending three teams. 
Uh, so that's just big news. So good to see. We're sending a whole lot of orange up. And Roger, he qualified. Um, friend of the pod, guest of the pod. So he's going to be in Eugene, Oregon uh, in about a week and a half, two weeks, uh, up there competing for a national championship. Let's go. After that, when the co uh, collegiate season's wrapped up, they'll start their international circuit and really trying to get this push for the, the national teams for all of our guys and girls. Let's go, dude. I, I want to I see Roger show out. I love that. Good to hear. Good friend of the show. Um, Colin, how does he compare to everybody up there, though, like legitimately? We know he's going to be an Olympic athlete most likely. Like what's he comparing to in the, NAS or in, in the NCAA? Uh, so what he is throwing – what he threw at regionals would probably play him uh, top eight, uh, maybe like fifth or sixth. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers again. But, you know, as of right now, he's kind of top eight. But Roger likes to show up in big moments. So we'll see what happens in Eugene. Maybe he can pop one off and really just set the tone for the rest of the guys out there. Sweet. I love to hear that. All right. Any more Hill Rundown news, boys? We want to touch on anything else? All right, sounds that's good. That's all for me. Let's uh, let's let's move on. We got about every sport to talk about. Um, for I want to start with playoffs first, and even before playoffs, I want to start by congratulating the Chelsea Blues, the the Pride uh, of London. All right, uh, next topic on the Champions League, Champions of Europe. Thank you very much. I would like to congratulate America on winning the Champions League. Christian the first American to win the Champions So I think America is the real winner here. Not America Chelsea. is the real winner here. First American to ever play in a Champions League final. He put on the USMNT hoodie while taking pictures post-game. Just a great day for America. Great day for Chelsea as well. Almost had a right, while, while, had a while we're talking about – I know this wasn't on the lineup, but while we're talking about American sports, did you see what's coming out of the MLS today that they announced? No. What is They're it? creating a lower division – that is supposed to bridge the gap between the MLS academies and the MLS premier teams. So we're we talking like, uh, can, can we have our teams going to be relegated now? Cause that's what American soccer needs. I don't know if relegation is going to be a part of that. The details that they released were pretty much vague other than the fact that the league's supposed to start in 2022. It's like league one that's like supposed to be a, a bridge from the academy to the MLS. So kind of like a G league or a minor league. Maybe I would assume it's probably going to be like a G League, um, but we'll see. Listen, they have to. You have to have relegation because right now in the MLS, nobody gives a crap if they come in last. Even like they're just going to start. I was about to say, is the MLS not low enough? Like we're, we're going to go lower than that? Oh. Exactly. So you need to start creating some competition to stay up in the MLS. That's all. Like, like yeah. England I mean, I I seventeen. I agree league. with that. My take on it is, it if they do it right, it could be a good decision in the long run. Yeah. Seems like with a soccer league that is already thin enough with talent, it seems to me like that's only going to thin it out even more. That's you. You make a good point there, and I mean another another problem or potential problem is, well, all of our good players really need to go to Europe to develop more further than they already do. So there's some potential problems, but maybe they can do it right. You never know. You never know. But. Uh, no, good to see you there. Uh, thanks for getting me off topic at Chelsea Champions of Europe, just so we know. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's Jack. You want to hit us with the, the NBA? You got the NBA going? We got, we got some updates. We got some Bucks uh, swept the Heat. And... Hold up, before we move on to that, oh, move boy, off boy, of what's that. coming? 
Did y'all see what Giannis said in his post-game interview? No, but I'm sure it was great. Giannis is great at post-game. Post-game after they beat the Heat, he was talking. He was like, you know, there's this old saying, you don't play with your meal. So we came out tonight. We didn't want to play with our meal. We just finished it. That's it. See, Giannis is great. Yeah, that that's, they did. That's fantastic. That's just yeah. so disrespectful, but I love it. Hey, he, I really thought that was going to be a tighter series, but I guess the Heat are, you know, just a bubble team. I mean, we're talking about a team that made the playoffs last year. Yeah, I guess they are a bubble team. So, all right. Anyways. And, and uh, tonight, Nets finished off the Celtics. I, the Nets just – they look unreal. It's it's unfair. Yeah. It's theirs to win. If they don't win, that's just embarrassing. But uh, – and then we got uh, some Lakers news. 80, groin injury. They're about – I think they uh, – Yes, the, the China half an doll. Hour ago. The China doll. But uh, – Let's see what the score. Let's I know score. the West. I know the West is very tight. Most most series are two two, um, except for the Jazz Memphis series, which is three one. I think all the other series are two two in that in that uh, side of the world. Lakers are losing right now. The Nuggets are beating the Blazers. Some you know a lot of sports. You know, if I had to give Anthony Davis a nickname, I would call him Humpty Dumpty, because that man has more injuries than anyone else in the league that no one can fix. China doll, China doll, piece of glass, Humpty Dumpty, what, really anything fits. I'll tell you what, I like the Suns, too. I mean, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Dude, if Chris Paul is on his game, team. Devin Booker is so much better not being the point guard that handles the ball all the time because he can get open. And then he's, he's more of a two guard. He's more of a two. DeAndre Ayton is sick. Oh, and by the way, uh, shout out to the Wizards for not getting swept by the Sixers. It only took Hey, they fought, they fought tough. Game. Shout out Bradley Bill. Yes, but sir. Last um, one I got to talk about. I think the Knicks. The Knicks are dead. Dude, Trey Young. We is we, we got way too off. excited. ESPN, Stephen A. Getting way way too excited for a first round playoff matchup, and you know Trey Young just said, you know, I own y'all. This this, this it, next game it's over. I'm t- hammer the Hawks next game. You, oh, you're saying over in five? They want dude. They want one game. They're acting like they won the NBA finals. It's over in five tomorrow night. It's a, it's gonna be in the garden too. Well, see, I want I want to be excited for it to be in the garden, and then I just can't. Those garden games have been hyped, dude. But the Knicks can't back it up. Julius shooting bricks out there. <laughs> Julius Trey, Trey Young. I mean, Trey Young ain't shooting good either. Julius Randle's kind of covering up. Julius Randle's been on some crack, dude. He, he's literally just throwing up brick after brick. He could he could have built a house by now in these playoffs. I, I, that series is over. Even you must have been hanging out with Ben Simmons. Yeah, true. Honestly, they're close in proximity. So, um, we can't wait. Clippers, the Clippers, we got to talk about the Clippers. I'll go for it. Clippers came back from down 2 0. It's tied up. We all thought the Clippers were dead. So, coming back, am I mistaken? They did they take two in Dallas and the Dallas took two in LA. Or was it, was it they took both to the home? Flip flop. Yeah, the, the first two games were in LA and they lost both of them. Yeah, so they lost they lost at home twice and took both in Dallas. Yeah, that's crazy. Who knows what's gonna happen? I thought the Clippers were dead. Yeah, they looked well. They looked horrible in the first two games, and Kawhi said, "All right, let's go. We got to get it together, boys." So uh, yeah, good series to watch there. Um, we would be remiss to talk about these NBA playoffs and not talk about the fans, and not the good. What's going on? Wow. Man? What is in the water? What is going on? Well, let's just start. Let's just start. Before we get to the whole Kyrie incident, let's start with Russ getting popcorn dumped on him. 
Um, that just kind of next started... game didn't someone run on the court? Did, wasn't there a streaker or something on the court? Yeah, no. Then there was a streaker on the court, I believe, last night. And my that wife... was the most recent event. Yeah, that was the most recent event. So Russ started it off. There was a streaker on the court last night, and the security guard made a form tackle that the uh, the Washington Redskins should. She's whoa. Whoa, Whoa, man, just drop right, the let's, hard let, let, let me give a quick rundown of the timeline here. All right, go for it, Colin. Russ popcorn incident. And then it goes the uh, Nick spitting fan, like the fans. Oh, yeah, they spit on Trey Young. And then Trae from Young, there, it right. goes into the whole Kyrie fiasco. And then it's just followed up by the guy who runs onto the court, runs away from the players, hit the backboard, and then get decked by the security guard. Like, hey, stay away from the players altogether. Hey, props to him. He hit the backboard. He got a little up there. Guys, oh, yeah, he got I'm up. Let's say right now, I'm big woke on this. This is all a plot by Adam Silver. NBA ratings are down. He's planted all these fans at each game and told them to do just some crazy shit. I'm big woke on this one. All right. I, I see your conspiracy theory. Um, but let, we got to get more in depth with this, uh, with this Kyrie situation, boys. Kyrie Irving. Stomps and drags his foot on the Celtics logo after, after the game. Was it pregame or after no, the game? It was maybe pregame. Ah, whatever. It he was stomped. after the game. It was after the game. That's what I thought. So he stomps on the logo, drags his feet all over the logo. He's then walking off the court, and a Celtics fan um, decides he wants to throw a water bottle. I don't know. Was it full or was it empty? I don't think it was full. Okay. I believe it was empty, or at least partially empty. Okay, so it wasn't 100% full. Throws the water ball at Kyrie and misses. Let's, let's make sure we get the misses in there. Like, it wasn't even close, but it was aimed at Kyrie. Uh, maybe he didn't like one of the security guards who was throwing it at them. We may never know. Anyways, he is now being charged with a Wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, Kyrie doesn't even notice. It's the teammate in front of him that notices. That is true. That is true. You make a good point. Cannot leave that out of the story. Good job. He, the fan is now being charged with assault with a dangerous weapon. I have a lot of opinions on this, guys, but do y'all want to say anything? I mean, throwing a water bottle is ridiculous, <laughs> but how many times has that happened in the past? Like, how many water bottles do you think were thrown during the, like, MJ era, the Detroit Bad Boys era? Mouse in the palace, man. Ron Artest punching a fan. Sure, uh, sure. Russell Westbrook wants to do that, though. All right. Question. I'm trying to justify one. and say that that's okay, but like, how many times does that happen? Like, why is it just now getting traction? That's that. That's my first question. Why? Like, the media sucks because now this is getting traction when I guarantee this has happened so many times. My second question is, was he really trying to hit Kyrie? I kind of already addressed that one. My third question, the most important though. When did a water bottle become a dangerous weapon? Hey, man. Those things are deadly. <laughs> I mean, maybe if he had thrown it at AD, we might be talking more dangerous. But hey, if it was a full water bottle thrown at, like, the right, you know, distance and velocity, yeah, they, that could be a little dangerous. But well, if, it's, if it's empty, there's, there's that centimeter no diameter that if he had hit that one spot, Kyrie would have been dead. Yeah, and you had to throw it hard enough. Size less than a dime, but hey, it's possible. It's possible. Um, yeah, I 
Kyrie sounded like a complete idiot in his press game or post game presser. I don't want to really get into it, but he's he he thinks the earth is flat. So that, we'll just leave it at that. Um, that kind of tells you a little bit about Kyrie. Um, yeah, fan incidents have been something to to watch. So we'll see what continues to happen um, over these playoff games. It's all a conspiracy, man. NBA ratings are down. It's all a conspiracy. Well, when you get outdone by the PGA Championship, yeah. I'd say your ratings are down. However, it was Phil. Love lefty. Big dog, big time. But, uh, yes. Speaking Thank of Phil, good it segue. It may be. Clark. It may be, Jack. It may be. All right. Good, good segue here, Clark, with Phil. You know where I'm going? I do know where you're going. The match, 2.0. But before you get to the match, we need to segue into the match by talking about something else in golf. Brooks. Go ahead. Brooks Cupcake, or Kepka Cupcake, Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my guy. No, I love – no, you haven't seen that video, the now on the tee, Brooks Cupcake. You never heard that? I've never seen that one. Oh, okay. I, I don't listen to any Brooks Slender or libel. Okay, anyways, anyway, that, okay, so disregard that joke. Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, speaking of the PGA Championship, had some major beef after that happened. Look, look, before we move on from this, God, what I said last episode of the Bryson hype train being dead – it is back alive and full steam ahead, baby. Of course, oh, steam ahead. Of course. Choo, choo. Look at this flip flop. Of course. Oh my word! Look at this. So cool. Just, just when I needed it, he gave me the energy to continue. Wow! Look, the song so has restored cool. my strength. Ooh, that's pathetic. I'm not surprised at all. Okay. Anyways, so long story short, Brooks is in his post round presser outside PGA. Uh, or excuse me, Kiowa Island after the PGA. And he is asked about what's going on with the greens, essentially what the round was like. And he said that he ball struck his way around the course. He played really well, but he's having a tough time putting the greens are ridiculous. Something to that effect to which Brooks or to which Bryson DeChambeau just coincidentally has happens to be walking behind Brooks Kepka at the same time and throws a little jab under the microphone saying, well, you just got to start to put on the right line. And Brooks hears it, obviously. That is some sound advice. All I'm hearing is Brooks was whining like a little baby, and DeChambeau just set him straight. To also wearing some loud-ass metal spikes. He was wearing the spikes. Just disrespectful to the golf course. The spikes were ridiculous. Anyway. Oh, hearing the grass complaining. Oh, God. So, anyways, Brooks Kepka takes offense to that. Not – yeah, he took offense to it. He then stops his presser says a few choice words and has to regain his thought to which they had to reset the whole entire press server because they could not put that on television. I have no clue how the video got out, but it was fantastic. I roll of the century. Shambo is in Kepka's head more than that four-year-old is in your head, Clark. It then sparked. I bet that gives you a boost of confidence. Uh, uh, how many majors does that person Shambo have? And how many majors does Brooks have? That's and then, I'm Look, not, free I'm real not estate is free real estate. I'm not a mutual. Hey, and the only the only major that Bryson won, Brooks did not play. Mm. Look, free real estate mm. is free real estate. Interesting. Uh, imagine, imagine having one major and a whole lot less than Brooks, but being able to get in Brooks' head. That just tells you how much of an L7 weenie Brooks Kopka is. I love that his video response, he was like curling 100-pound dumbbells in just the worst form humanly possible. I mean, it was just uh, just blaring some terrible music with there you, there you go, Jack. other meatheads. 
Thank you for throwing that in there. Okay, so it, it sparked a huge social media feud where essentially news came out the next day that there was a match being played or being planned now. Um, we'll get into it. And Brooks Kepka apologizes to Aaron Rodgers, who is going to end up being Bryson DeChambeau. Well, say, say the pairings, say the pairings. Okay, so it's Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady versus – who have already been a pairing versus – Tom Brady was abysmal. Except for he holed out on that one hole. That was fantastic. That one hole. That one hole. Yes. Uh, so it's Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, who have already been paired together for a match, versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. So once news came out about that, Brooks Kepka tweets at Aaron Rodgers saying, sorry, bro. And then Bryson DeChambeau fires back saying, uh, glad to not live rent-free in your head. And then Brooks Kepka fired back saying, or he sent a video when someone said something about uh, Brooks and Bryson's backswing and – Bryson had the fan escorted out essentially. Then Tom Brady fires off like a million memes. Yo, <laughs> like did his son get his like what happened? Well, let me let me just say like, this. Aaron Rodgers waits until the whole thing is just about fizzled out for himself to respond. And he just responds with a video. That's such an Aaron Rodgers. That's, okay. that's, that just it's so sad. That's such Good an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. This is so man. sad. This man's on vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, he was on man, in Hawaii. Man, right, that is, is kind of true. Playing he, a guitar, it, singing Taylor Swift, and drinking wine. And like, is Yo, the, real quick, real quick, man while we're talking about right this. Uh, you know the guy that he was with? like Miles Teller, yeah. Yeah, Miles right. Teller. Did y'all see where he got jumped in the bathroom? at? <laughs> I, I did see that. At like a what restaurant they were at? Did he really? Yeah, he got jumped by two guys in the bathroom. And like uh, – Gosh, the punter, the Indianapolis Colts punter, what is his name? Pat McAfee. He was like, he tweeted something about like calling it like a WWE match. He was like, he stood no chance. And the guy got super butthurt about it. And Pat McAfee had to like apologize. But yeah, anyways, that's pretty much the story. Back to the Aaron Rodgers' horrible social media presence. Yeah, so after the social media feud, Aaron Rodgers comes in after Tom Brady's fired off a million memes. Aaron Rodgers Rodgers tweets out essentially just a video trying to jab back. And it was just – uh. Not great, but I thought I thought the best thing Tom Brady. Right now. I thought the best thing Tom Brady tweeted out was two champs versus a scientist and oh god, what do you say about Rogers? It's eluding me. Oh, a Jeopardy host. A Jeopardy host. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. That's the best thing uh, Brady tweeted. Look, out. that one. I will say this: I have had the opportunity to see Aaron Rodgers play golf in person, and he's not bad. He's not. He played in the BMW Pro Am. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where I got to see him. He's not bad. No, he's not. He's not. But uh, I think that that is going to be an intriguing matchup. Um, let's bring it full circle here, though, and circle. Just wait, wait. Over- before we move on to this, before we move on, <laughs> how many times? One, yeah, one last fun. take. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing is orchestrated them to win the win the uh, social media bonus or whatever. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. They're trying to do that player impact program. They're they're definitely planning, playing planning it. Oh my gosh, I could not speak right there. Yeah, so mean, that's playful. what that's what Bryson thinks, but Brooks like actually hates him. Yeah, <laughs> playful, <laughs> but Brooks is like, I actually want to kill you. So yeah, it's like the it's like an older brother and a little brother, and the younger brothers like thinks it's a joke, and the elder brothers like, I will murder you. Um, wait quickly before I circle back to the Brooks and Bryson. Oh, oh so uh, I'm the one that no, as soon no, as quickly, I interject, quickly, quickly. I get shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Give me your predictions for the match. Which team's winning? Wait, wait, real quick. What course are they playing? 
I have no clue. Because if it's a long so course, bad. I'm gonna put I'm gonna take DeChambeau. But if well, it's hang a short- on, never mind. You can't not take DeChambeau, and you can't not take Phil and Tom, Jack. Tom Brady's so bad, but I'm gonna take Phil and Tom. But okay, so Colin, you're taking DeChambeau, right? See, but Rogers has a, a better short game. So you have I, to take Rogers. Yeah. You can't not. I'm Those are like my them, two like, worst enemies. Depending on the course, like it could, it could greatly change Rogers. the outcome of this. You know, like are they going to pick a course that's kind of tailors to one Dude, team? I don't know. Phil is course that balanced. Phil hit the balanced. longest drive at the PGA, 366 yards. It ain't like he's lagging him up there behind Bryson anywhere. I mean, he's hit bombs too, dude. That's true. Now you're going with Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers. You can't say the other team, Colin. That's just impossible for you to say. Um, here's what. Here's my take. I think that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, but I think Phil has a better trash talk game than Bryson. They're both pros, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, so I'm going to take Phil because I feel like he's a better coach than Bryson because I feel like Bryson's just going to be too scientific with Aaron and just Aaron's not going to care at all. Bryson's actually, gonna actually, I'm going to disagree with you there because Aaron Rodgers is the type of person who would be like, you make a great point, sir. Yeah, Bryson would say something that no one else understands, and Aaron Rodgers is like, I get it. And they just don't. <laughs> Phil and Tom are like, are you speaking English? And Rodgers is like, now watch this. Just uh-huh. think one or something. No, you know uh, uh, you know how they had Justin Thomas on the course when uh, Tiger and Brady and Phil and Tom were playing? Or Tiger and uh, Manning and Phil and Tom were playing? Yeah, yeah. They need to have Brooks Kepka as the on-course announcer. Oh, that would be – That'd be some content. Okay, that's not what I was circling back to. We're we're getting back to this right now. Okay, so anyways, finally, full circle. Brooks Kepka is playing Dave Portnoy left. We talked about that. Dave Portnoy has officially invited Bryson DeChambeau to be his caddy for this match. I think that is so fantastic. That could be literally the funniest match of the year. Talk about the opposite pairing. Bryce is going to tell Dave to do something, and Dave's just (laughs) Yeah. Dave's like, wait, what? English, please? No, I think – I think they are. I think Bryson's dumb if he turns that down because th- that could like honestly win him the top yeah, prize. The player impact program, hundred percent. He just seems so socially awkward. I, I, he kinda, is. Have you ever watched these videos he puts out on workouts and stuff? He's so. Weird. It's it's so cringy. I, I can't. I really can't stand to watch it. But maybe it'll be good content. Um. Okay. <laughs> One more thing, uh, y'all. I don't know if y'all saw this. I put it on the. Uh, itinerary because I wanted to talk about it. This guy has been tweeting at Max Homa. Do we know who Max Homa is, boys? Please tell me we know who Max Homa yes, is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Co- a golfer. Twitter <laughs> He's legend. A golfer. He's a golfer. People tag him on Twitter and ask them to roast his, their swings, and he just yeah, he, dude, he, goes he in on them. Fantastic. All right. Fantastic stuff. So he's, a, he's, he's, in, he's in the running for the PIP. All right. He's definitely trying to get a piece of this $40 million. And he, he probably should. Anyways, this dude has been tweeting at Max Homa. For days and days and days, 25 to be exact. Um, so he's been asking every single day. He says, day one of me tweeting at Max Homa to play around and golf with me, have a great day or something like that. On Twitch, Max Homa for 24 days has come up with an excuse. Um, for example, on day 19, our man Armin Abdich, who has been tweeting at Max Homa, says, Day 19 and tweeting at Max Homa 23 to play around and golf with me. Have a great day, brother. Max then quote tweets and says, so I'd be down, expect there's a there's this guy I've been flaking on a bunch, and I feel like I should hang out with him that day or else I'd, I'd look pretty rude. Hope you understand. Thanks. And it's just been end on end. 
Like there was one day he said he had a cable guy coming from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. doesn't know what time, so he can't flake on him. Stuff like that. <laughs> so anyway, we make it to day 25. And I want to shout out my man Armin. Armin Abdich has stuck it out for 25 days, and he finally gets Max home in the cave. All right, man, can't believe you've made it this far, but 25 is my favorite number, so you win. For real this time, I'm astounded by your persistence. Let's play around the golf when the season slows down. I'll DM you to set it up. I'm truly out of excuses at this point. I love that. That is persistence at his finest. I just had to mention that. Max Holman deserves some player impact program money. Give him about yeah, you know what? You know what would kind of be funnier than that? If somebody started, like, day one of trying to get Tiger Woods to go on a walk with me. Too soon. Way too soon. That's a tag. That's a tag, dude. That's a tag. I was going to say, I was going to say it'd be hilarious if like Armin was a catfish the whole time. He's like (laughs) (laughs) trying to learn Max Oma. But that was way worse, Colin. (laughs) Colin Colin said Kobe. He he just threw it out there. They got a response. That's content right there, dude. That's content. Hey, I'm here. I'm here to. I'm here to win the PIP for our podcast or whatever. Um, oh boy. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, that was a lot of golf talk in a week that was really not that golf heavy. We can talk about how Jordan Speed choked this past Sunday. That kind of did me in, in a little. bit. We don't need to talk about him on this podcast anymore. He's just irrelevant. Oh, Miss. Okay, but in two weeks when you win something and y'all are, oh, Jordan Spieth is back. I'm the one that, of course, you'd be back on the wagon. No, no, I, I'm, off, I'm off that. I'm off you the, know I'm always on the wagon. I just said again. we could talk about him choking. Jack was like, we don't need to talk about him. So I'm always on the wagon. Don't ever think. I about can't him. do it again. I'm off. The slander on this pod is unreal. All right, let's talk, let's talk about hockey playoffs, boys. Um, Dude, the Stanley the Cup playoffs. Let's talk about yo, the first. Yo, quick plug. My Montreal Canadiens. I thought you were about to go for some. It might be. Like, it, it might be the the Blue Jackets of two years ago, where they where they win in the first round. Granted, it's not a sweep, but win in the Gentleman first sweep. Don't meet in the second round. The, is that likely to happen? Yeah, but you cannot kill the hype. Montreal wins game one, just gets obliterated the next three games. To go down 3-1. Game five. Who clutches up? The Montreal Canadiens. Forces overtime wins. To push a game six. Game six. What happens? It's like it's it's like it's uh groundhog day or something. Pushes overtime and wins it. What happens in game seven? Montreal has crushed the spirits of Toronto so bad that they go up two nothing. And you know who hasn't lost? To Toronto being up two nothing, or hasn't lost being up two nothing going in the third period. Montreal, you know who hasn't won being two down going into the third period. Toronto, the stats don't lie. The Canadians seal out the win three to one. Absolutely electric, gets me fired up, jazz through the roof. I'm gonna enjoy it while we have it because we're probably gonna get crushed in the next round. But if we don't, you're gonna hear me jazzed up once that's over. I just got to – first, I just want to congratulate you, Colin, because uh, Saturday night we're watching the Vegas game. You, you're on the verge of becoming a Minnesota Wild fan. But, you know, you, st- you hung in there, hung in with the Habs. I was – I was – I was. A good but, call. You know, good call because Vegas won. Man, I mean, was like, you can't cheer for a team from Minnesota. Listen, Colin. Good call. Congratulations. I don't know if but it's – But here comes the but, no, as always on this podcast. I don't know if it's because the Canadians are better or because the Maple Leafs just choke every single time since 2004. 
But congratulations. I'm very proud of Canadians. Um, tough for the Maple Leafs. It's just that's that, that's that's just an embarrassing, embarrassing turn of events for the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs feel like the Braves to me. It just feels like <laughs> the Braves. What's worse, getting swept or that happening? Blowing through no, blowing a three-one lead is so much worse. I speak from experience. Very recent experience as well. Especially being one game away from the World Series. That's all I gotta say. But congratulations to the Habs. Go Habs. Did y'all see that guy who had like when they went down three one gave this lengthy yes like, dude he had a, analysis as yes. to why the Canadians were gonna come back and win and it was just so many ridiculous parallels yeah that's exact that's just crazy that people can figure that stuff out and it actually happens love that um, do you follow any of you follow Spitting Chicklets at all the Barstool uh, Hockey oh player? yeah of course I follow yeah so so do you uh, do you know what uh, the boy Biz Nasty has to do. Uh, the Maple Leafs lost. No. Oh, you didn't uh, see this coming. Uh, no, I didn't. Well, uh, first, in the I don't know how to put this for the pod terms. Just he say it. Off a part of his body. If the, the what? Maple, he had to chop off chop off his dick if the Maple Leafs lost. <laughs> Is he gonna do it? And well, it compromised with a circumcision. <laughs> and uh the, apparently this is gonna happen we're, this thursday's pod is supposed to uh drop some more news about it but uh feel bad for that guy yeah rip biz rip biz um let me, all right let's let's give a quick rundown now that colin's finished uh going crazy about the habs shout out canadians we'll stick in that division um winnipeg just absolutely murdering the Oilers and uh, just taking them out 4-0, sweeping them. Um, so completely different two solid series there. One was game seven, one was four games. Um, but the four and the three seed advantage in the Canadian division, shout out our boy Trent for telling us he has no clue what's going to happen in that division because there was very well – It was chaos. Chaos. And he had very well uh, – re- uh, good reasoning to say that. Um, moving up to, I guess you could say, the western side of things um, – not really West, Midwest, West. Vegas Knights, baby. Vegas Knights and Colorado Avalanche, as expected, advance. Uh, Vegas, they really tried to lose that series. I'm not going to lie. They, they, they really did, games. but, hey, they went off in game seven. They did go off in game seven, as 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 predicted. Stay yeah, true. Moving on. Um, I'm just letting you know, Jack, Colorado looks like the Brooklyn Nets right now. They absolutely – It's going to be a battle. Team. It's going to be a battle. I could well, see six or seven. Uh, well – the Knights are already down one nothing, and it wasn't even close in game one. I'm telling you, the Avalanche. Well, I could see it going to six or seven. I'm holding on to my take there. All right. Well, good for you. Um, let's move down to our Southeastern division. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning took care of business against the Panthers, one four two that series. And, boys, oh gosh, it's just depressing. Nobody wants to see the Hurricanes succeed, but they succeed and beat the Predators 4-2. There goes my Stanley Cup pick. Shout out Trent for getting me on to all hype about them, and then they lose. Um, after that, so tough series for the Predators. Uh, they'll probably not be back, but you never know. Um, got a great fan base. So Nashville, one great place for a hockey game. Love to watch it on TV. Great to see fans back there. Um, and now the Hurricanes are currently down two nothing in that series to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there you go. But boys, out, dude. This is the best division, or excuse me, this is the best. Uh, yeah, playoff division, I guess you could say. So the Islanders go on and beat the Penguins 4-2 in the series, and the Bruins go on and beat uh, the Capitals 4-1 in the series. This Islanders-Bruins series has potentially the greatest hockey series of all time. 
game one, Bruins kind of, t- uh, I don't know, outplayed a little bit, pulled away late in the game, able to get the job done. Game two in Boston, one Incredible. of the greatest hockey games I've ever seen in my entire life. Greatest. Islanders go down early, one nothing, then tie it up. Not, then they get a power play goal. And then they sneak another one and go 3-1. Well, then we go to the third period, Bruins down two. They got to find something. They find one with 10 minutes left. And with five minutes left, they get a power play. Oh, and, and the entire stadium's going nuts. Boston fans going crazy. Not even 20 seconds in the power play, Brad Marchand slots one in the upper corner. It is tied 3-3. The Islanders then get a power play with about three minutes remaining. Bruins shield them off. We go to overtime. 15 minutes overtime play in. Teams are getting tired, searching for legs. There's, an, there's a breakaway out of nowhere. Islanders are streaking away. And the Islanders score a game-winning goal with about five minutes left in overtime to tie up the series 1-1, headed back to the Coliseum in New York. Fantastic game of hockey. Borelli's was going insane. Borelli's was going nuts. Did you see the Islanders coach shouted out Borelli's? He did. Did you see Stu Finer was at Borelli's as Stu well? Stu Finer was going crazy. Oh, the gosh. animal. Yep. That made that, that game so enjoyable. So currently in the playoffs, we have the one and two seed, the Avalanche and the Knights, the one and two seed, or excuse me, the one and three seed, the Hurricanes and Lightning. And then we have two four and three seeds. Uh, the Canadians, the four seed, Winnipeg Jets, the three seed, Bruins, the three seed, Islanders, the four seed. So you got everything in there. Um, been a great playoff so far. We'll keep you updated next week. Um, Colin, you think, you think your boys are going to be able to pull it out against the, against the Jets? Swept the, dude, they swept the Oilers looking good. I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. Um, you know, honestly, I didn't think we were going to get as far as we did uh, going going down three and one and forcing a game five against the Leafs. So, you know what? I got I got a little bit of faith and hope that, you know, we can we can keep the keep the momentum going and really turn it around and just hopefully make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, but realistically, I don't know that that's going to happen. Fair enough. I, I, I appreciate that assessment. It's an honest assessment. It's an honest assessment. All right, boys. Um, someone take me to the next topic. What do we want to turn to here? Oh, some miniature, uh, miniature, miniature NFL. Miniature maybe. golf? I don't know. Speaking of miniature golf, did y'all see that Tiger Woods is creating an ultimate miniature golf course with real rough and real bunkers? Yeah, yes, and it's just yeah. it's literally just a ton of putting greens. Yeah, it's just a ton of putting greens. Anyways. Go ahead. A little bit of NFL news. We, we've talked about the Julio trade rumors swirling around, but two pickups I wanted, I saw this week that I thought were interesting. First one being the Texans signed Rex Burkhead. Yes. Patriots backfield. Absolute hell with Mark. What is that? Like six backs? Mark Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, Listen. Don Hilliard. There's one more I'm missing, but. David what? Johnson. Did you say David Johnson? David Johnson got him. They just might be like a four running back offense. And I have to I have to applaud the Texans for this. Because while you say it sounds like a help in that backfield, it is. I don't disagree. But the Texans understand their predicament here. They realize that they currently have no quarterback and that three at least of those four are gonna get hurt at some point during the year. It may be all four, but they're just Fair trying point. to load up. They did the same thing at the linebacker position because none of them can ever stay healthy either. So I, I do oh. what they're doing. They don't they don't have any depth at wide receivers. So like they can 
afford to have like three or four wide receivers and then just the rest running backs. Exactly. I mean, it's not like all those running backs out in the slot. Yeah, those running backs are all are all slot receivers, anyways. Hit the Urban Meyer. For real. And um, some other running back news: Todd Gurley took a visit to my Lions. Uh, we had no rumors on if he's we've signed him or not yet, but oh wow! I don't know. I wouldn't be angry about it. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time he scored a touchdown for us. Did you see uh, DeAndre the Falcons game said he wants him there? I mean, hey, some chemistry. If Todd Gurley can get us a touchdown or two, why not? I think I think he really wants just like a good veteran back. DeAndre Swift uh, was okay with him coming as well. A little mentor, a little Georgia connection. Congratulations, Jack. He'll probably break both knees playing for us. But anyways, last bit of NFL news. Uh, OBJ released a big comeback video. Man's looking pretty uh, pretty well recovered from that ACL tear. And uh, I, I don't know whether to be excited about that. I mean, still got Baker Mayf- Mayfield, a quarterback. But, I mean, he's, he's looking pretty healthy. Might be a good uh, fantasy pickup. All right. Um, I want to mention one thing about the NBA really quick because the Phoenix Suns are playing the L.A. Lakers right now. Um, we're talking about Kyrie or that fan getting charged with assault. The Phoenix Suns should be charged with assault right now. They are currently beating the Lakers by 27 with five minutes left in the second quarter. Oof. It's that, that, AD, that AD loss. Yeah. All right, anyways. Um, Jack, I see you want to talk about Virginia being lax champs beating Maryland. That was a good game. Well, electric game, electric game. Maryland almost came back. Final score, almost came back. They scored with ten point eight seconds. And then, dude, and then they won the faceoff and had a shot as time ran out. And the goal as time ran out. Electric little ACC Big Ten matchup. ACC prevailed. I do believe that uh, the women's lacrosse side has an ACC champion as well. I can't remember. There was two ACC. Boston College. Boston College. Thank you. They they won. It's it's lax country, man. AC Lax Country, yep. Well, I mean, up there in the Very excited. I caught the very end of it on the whatever day that was. Was it Sunday? I very. Believe, no, it's Memorial Day. Men's across the always on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very exciting game. Speaking of championships, the College World Series is announced. Let's hop into some baseball for a little bit, just, just to kind of round out the show. Um, Boys, being out here in Arkansas and Fayetteville, I'm telling you what, this Arkansas team is fun to watch. They're really freaking good. They're they're the best team in the country, and they should have no problem getting to Omaha. I really think they should win it all, too. It really shouldn't be that big of a deal for them. They are the best team in college baseball. They're so good to watch. And Wish I, I know, could say uh, the same. I know one team was upset about being uh, in their regional group. Oh, boy, Nebraska. Yeah. Good viral video on Twitter for you all to look up. It was uh, Nebraska getting the news that they are in uh, the Fayetteville region with Arkansas. And uh, not too many players were happy. There was probably maybe two or three golf claps and a lot of uh, stone-cold expressionless faces. So I mean, it kind of feels like the Clemson softball – like Clemson softball was super happy to get in because they – like it, this is their first time ever. But it feels like – or maybe you could go with Washington softball. I think we talked about that last episode where they all got up and walked out of the room for being the 16 seed. Um Kind of disrespectful. I mean, Nebraska just won the Big Ten tournament. One of the Big Ten tournaments for the first time for the first time in a while, winning the Big Ten tournament, and then getting the news that you're paired with the one, number one overall seed. Who had they, Arkansas is so good at baseball, and you win the Big Ten, and then you have to go play them and their regional in Fayetteville. I mean, yeah, good luck. That's tough. But uh, quest for Omaha starts soon. Um, pretty much anybody with South Carolina can win, and we'll be happy. 
Um, I want to say I want to say good luck to our boys at Presbyterian College. I I did want to shout out Riverside but, alum. Yes, a couple of Riverside alum on the team: Brody Farr, Landon Shaw. But uh, congratulations to those boys. Head against Vanderbilt, so I'm just gonna be nice and just say good luck, boys. Hey, listen, they're in. They're in. They're in. They, no one could say they're not in. That's, in. that's all I got to say. I mean, Vandy, you know what? Tough draw. Go hit the ball. My boys can do it. I believe in pressure. More than we can say. Go, hey, go, go Blue Hose. Go Blue Hose. Um, can we please talk about just I, – I hope you all saw this play. The Javi uh, Baez play. Javi. The Pirates game. If this is yeah, the epitome awesome. of Pirates baseball – I don't know what is. It's just embarrassing. He looked like me out there running the bases. Tag the bag, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's more embarrassing that there was two outs. It's just, how do you do that? How do you go that brain dead? Anyway, to describe the play. uh, I can't talk about it. Two outs in, was it? Top of the third, maybe? It could have been more than the fifth inning. It was was early in the game. Very early in the game. And uh, Javi hits a ground out short. Uh, shortstop throws it over the first baseman. The first baseman is off the bag. So Javi kind of plays with him, makes him come get him, almost gets all the way back to home. A run comes in from third. And so the first baseman well, throws Well, the guy came from second base. Oh, well, from All the way around from second, correct. The first baseman throws it to the catcher to try to get that guy out. Misses on, misses on the throw. Javi runs to first. They try to get him out at first, miss on the throw again. Javi gets to second, and they almost missed on the throw to second, too. Javi could have gone three, but he stopped. The only second. reason he didn't go three is because the ball bounced towards third base. Yeah. So, I so, mean, just a plethora of errors on the play. Embarrassing. All the men had to do is tag the bag, and the inning's over. All uh, being, being the biggest baseball fan on the podcast. That's painful to watch. And the only – Former baseball player, unless y'all want to count your T-ball. You're a shout-out T-ball. I didn't play baseball hey, ever. Not once in I my life. I played coaches, bitch, and Little League. I'm, oh, excuse me. Sorry, Jack. All right, so not, it basically t-ball. averages out. You basically both play T-ball if you average your years. I didn't play I didn't play once at all. I'm not going to be a poser. Don't don't give me that. Okay, anyways. Um, being the only baseball player on the podcast, the amount of pain this brought to watch – do you think he thought he had his foot on the bat? What, what the? I, what was he doing at first? I don't know. Why doesn't he just tag the bag, man? Even when Javi starts running back to home, just go run and tag the bag. It's five feet away from you. Exactly. Well, then you get into the predicament of, well, if the guy going home from third touches home plate before the first baseman touches first, then it technically counts as a run. But, shoot, it's a lot better than doing whatever they did. I mean, it looks like a Little League play. I mean, I, are the Pittsburgh Pirates. Let's remember that. We're yeah. kind of speechless right now. Yeah, there's sounds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's about it. They're kind of speechless because that's how how bad the situation was. Um, let's wrap, thing, let's wrap it up with the big fight this weekend. Yeah, let, let, we got to talk about the fight. Well, big fight. Well, first, we'll talk about Jake Paul. Let's talk about Jake Paul first. He gets another fight with Tyrone Woodley, former MMA fighter. I think he's like 39. He's a pretty big dude, though. Colin, how do you feel about this? Colin, you've been saying he's going for real going for another retired MMA fighter. Yeah, how do you feel about this? You, you said fight a real fighter. 
this bum <laughs> sack up and fight a real boxer, someone that has trained their whole life for this. And then come, then come talk, then go around on YouTube and on social media doing all this rah-rah nonsense. Square up and face a real boxer, you bum. He needs to fight Tommy Fury. That's If that's not the next fight, then I don't want to watch the next fight. I want to watch. I want to watch him fight like Wilder or something or Fury. Yeah, just. I mean, at well, least fight Mike Tyson's washed up grandpa ass. Someone who boxes. How about that? Like, well, Tyson Fury's younger brother Tommy is an amateur, like actually is boxer, and that was supposed to be the next fight for Jake. I don't know how this Tyrone Woodley came in to be, but because Jake doesn't want to fight anybody that he's scared he could actually lose to. Because I mean, Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury fight. would beat the shit out of him. So yeah, I want him to fight that guy that's always on ESPN for like the super fast hands and like the hard punch. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Ryan Diaz. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, let let's get let's get two social media boxers and have them. Let, let's go at it. Yeah. For real. All right, now on to the real fight this weekend. We gotta hear some predictions. Logan Floyd. Paul, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd. 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 Uh, I tell you, Floyd. I knock out first round. I'll, I'll call that. Look, Floyd. everyone's saying Floyd can't knock out. Knock out first round. I'll give you a little bit, a little bit of analysis here. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and say Floyd, but let me give you a little analysis. Unlike you two, NA's ass people, Floyd Mayweather. You know, I'm not one to say fights are fixed or anything's fixed. Floyd Mayweather is not gonna give up his undefeated streak to a 0-1 and one boxer. Some YouTube punk. That would, if he loses to Logan Paul. That will be the nail in the coffin for the sport of boxing. First round knockout. First round knockout. I'm calling it right now. First round knockout. Boxing will be officially dead if Floyd Mayweather loses. How how many or how much money is Logan Paul getting for this fight? I'm worried Logan's just gonna take a dive, pull a Jose Consenco on us. He's gonna pull a Ben Askren against Jake Paul. That's exactly what happened. I'm worried. I, I don't want that, but I think that's what's gonna happen. I want Logan Paul to get knocked out with the first punch. I, I want the first on purpose, punch. on purpose. Not they're both they're die. both gonna walk out with their bags, but Logan is gonna lose. There's like it's it is rigged that way. I, I don't care what you say. You're you're probably right. But you're, you're not gonna give up fifty and zero for that. You're ninety five percent right. I bet unless unless he's getting paid like a billion dollars, I don't think he would give up his fifty and zero. Better question: Does it get out of the first round? Oh, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a Pacquiao uh, Mayweather all over again, where they just hug it out for. You said it goes goes the distance. Yes, I think it's just gonna be a hug fest for however many rounds it is. Well, at least Pacquiao threw punches. He tried. Yeah, that is true. Um. All right, boys. We got anything else? That yes, was- actually. Oh, God. Look, I got I to gotta bring in all types of sports here. La- the last couple times I've been talking about cricket, this week I want to talk about the Indianapolis 500. Oh, we didn't even mention it. That's a good point. Good, I don't good know stuff, if y'all got the stuff. chance to watch it, but I watched all 200 laps. <laughs> Race was electric. Oh, and I don't know 
the last time you sat down and watched all every down of a football game? What do you mean you watched all 200 laps of the Indy I kid you not. I sat and watched all 200 laps because it was that, like, just electric. I, it was exciting. So let me just let me just give you a rundown of the the winner and the good things first, and then I'll give you the the series of unfortunates that had. That I did see the series of unfortunates on SportsCenter. So first of all, the racer Castro Neves wins. He wins his fourth Indy 500. Wasn't the gap like 19 years? At the age of 36, yeah, it was. So something- we we saying dynasty yeah. with this guy. But he wins his he wins his fourth Indy 500. Um, on a contract year, the last time he won the Indy 500 was also on a contract year. Ah, uh, so it's like an Rents do, man. Rents do like not perform. He shows out when it's a contract year. I see. So he wins. Not only did he win, but he led the fastest Indy 500 ever run. He won the fastest Indy 500 ever run. Now there were. Now we get into the just unfortunate events that transpired throughout the day. There are only two wrecks, so that makes sense why it was run pretty quick. Aside from car technology just getting better. Um, we'll start without the crashes. The pit crews just had some brain farts, and there were some horrible pit crew stops. Like every couple, every couple, every other stop, it seemed like. But one guy comes into he's leading his uh or no, this isn't the leader. This guy comes into the uh, pit road and you get a uh, speeding, you get like a time violation for speeding going too fast down pit road. Well, he tries to stop. Like he tries to slow down and his car locks. And as the car locks, it just takes an immediate turn into the wall. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Like he he was on pit road, right? Like right as he entered. Yeah, the driver was okay, which is all good to hear. But the most unfortunate thing that happened during the day david letterman's team that he's a part owner of the driver's last name was hall he comes in for a pit stop he's in first place you know his car's running beautifully he really seemed like he was the one to win it he goes in quick pit stop he goes out and as he makes the turn to merge his left tire doesn't his rear left tire doesn't go with him and it keeps that's so tough the wall the pit crew did not tighten it down. That's so tough. This man proceeds to crash into the wall. His race is done. And to make matters worse, so they interview the drivers that crash after they get cleared by medical. He gets cleared by medical, and, like, they're just about to interview him. But right before they interview him, they show a video of the pit stop. And the look on his face, he looks so mad. And then they're like, yeah, so how do you feel about, like – what happened at the race today? And he <laughs> he gave the biggest BS answer to like not like rake anyone over the coals, but you could tell as soon as that interview was over, he was going back to cuss somebody out. And in the, in someone's getting fired. Someone's getting fired after that. That's the definition of you had wheel. one job. That is the definition of you had one job. Literally, everyone in the pit crew has one single objective to focus on. And he just didn't do it. That's just tough. That's just, you know, that's just overall a very tough situation. However, today – or not today, but during the Indy 500, they had an all-female crew. Um, oh, yeah, shout driver, out. And an all-female pit crew uh, running in the 33rd position or whatever, last the last position, which just kind of stinks. But 
you know, didn't have the best day. I mean, it was going all right. Had like locked up going down uh, pit lane or going down pit road um, and ended up getting turned around and the, the pit crew had to, had to get the car and drag it over and then it wouldn't start up, um, which she was running about middle, middle of the pack. Um, but that, that just mishap really kind of killed her chances at the race. Uh, but, you know, it's super cool to see. Very cool. Hey, it's very good. Positive start. All right, boys. Uh, I got one more thing to talk about. <laughs> what um, you got? The Belmont Stakes is this weekend. Let's do go. We think, do we think Medina Spirit isn't running, it, right? Because Belmont banned him, her, him, it? Yes, that is correct. All, okay. uh, what was the guy's name? Bob whatever? Bob Baffert. Yeah, all of his horses are banned. Yep, that's a tough one. But they ran the Preakness. Correct. Interesting. That was when the whole appeal was still going on. Press the pre. They they kind of just banned Bob because of the whole situation. I, I think I think his horses haven't tested positive since. To be honest, though. It was but, like pico picograms of the substance. I don't even know how you. Yeah, like come on now. It is what it is. But uh, that is trillions of a gram. How do you? Belmont this weekend. Oh, and Memorial Tournament, uh, you know, for all of our astounding golf fans out there. Great tournament by Jack Nicholas. Redid the course in uh, Weirfield, Weirfield Village. And uh, going to be a fun one to watch. So, anyways, let's wrap it up, boys. Draymond Green is on my TV set. Is a cue that I need to turn it off. Um, he is now being an analyst for TNT. Oh, wait, one more thing. Do we see Wayne Gretzky, TNT hockey analyst, coming on now? We got a hockey TNT uh, show, whatever you want to call it, kind of like inside the NBA. Wayne Gretzky's hopping on for a hockey style thing. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, I like that though. I, it makes it a little more accessible because, like, the only time you ever get to watch hockey is the playoffs or like Wednesday night on NBC, SN. So good to see. Hi, hi, uh, hi for that. Maybe we get to see a little more Paulina and DJ. Never know. Ooh, Paulina. <laughs> did you see? Uh, speaking of that, I don't know why I just thought of that, but did you see where? Uh, Paulina said that her dad has no issue with her like modeling career, but it was Dustin Johnson that prevented her from getting in Playboy. That's such a DJ move. I'm sure he'd have a little bit of a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. Reasonable. Selfish. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just wow. Just kidding. Yeah, no, we're just kidding. Um, anyway, let's wrap it up, boys. Uh, someone start me off with some last words. Um, you know, it seems like these playoffs are coming down the wire. Uh, we got Nuggets Blazers pretty close right now heading the end. Lakers might be dead by the time we talk next. Uh, we'll have a lot, a lot of more playoff stuff, but uh, that'd be three two. Have a good week, and uh, hey, it's summer. Go out, go outside, get in the sun, enjoy the sun. Yeah, you know, it's been fun. Um, I always enjoy doing these. It's always super fun. We had a really packed episode today. It kind of flew by fast. We covered a lot of things. Um, but, you know, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please, please, please come back for the next episode. Um, we love seeing those those listen counts rise. Uh, we're hoping to get some things coming out of the pod uh, as, as the listens uh, grow. So, you know, tell your friends about us. Keep listening. And let's run this thing up. Um, 
Yeah, as Jack said, go outside. Unless you live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where it's legitimately 63 degrees on June 1st and raining. Memorial Day was about 57 and raining. And tomorrow it's going to be 70. We're touching the sevens and raining. Um, so if you don't have to live like that, then go outside and enjoy the beautiful weather. Um, as Colin said, we love seeing those listen counts go up. It's been, uh, it's been a little rewarding. We appreciate you all listening. Um, growing over the summer, we cannot wait for football season to hit, get some stuff going there. I'm really raking, um, really raking some content for y'all. That's going to be a fun season. DK's going down. Calling it now. Hey, we had to bring something live. Hey, we should we should we should figure out who hit if he plays week one, who his matchup is, and try and get them on the pod. That would be a fantastic a JoJo Canadian. I was gonna spam Justin Ross's DMs every day. I'll be I'll be I'll be like Armin. Armin, yeah, day twenty five. Hey, start now. We only got ninety seven days till some football, I believe, something like that. Boys, this is and, and ladies, this has been a this has probably been one of my favorite episodes so far. This has been this one was packed, and we talked about everything. I know we say that every A little time. bit of everything. We literally went over everything. It was fun to talk about everything. Lots of cool information and, and cool content coming out this week, especially in the golf world. Uh, you know, you got the Indy 500. So different sports going on. And you got playoffs. You can never hate to have some playoff sports. Playoffs? On, playoffs. Talking playoffs? As we said, we appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great week. It'll be a little shorter one. We'll be back, at, back with you hopefully Sunday. I think we got some fun segments planned for Sunday. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. And until then, peace out. Love you guys.